Welcome to the Accounting for You podcast, brought to you by the accounting firm of Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. This podcast is designed to provide relevant tax and accounting information to help you and your business succeed. If you enjoy listening in, please like and subscribe to our channel. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome back to episode number four of the Accounting for You podcast. It's good to be back. Again, my name is Chris Reynolds. I'm a CPA and partner with Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. And I am Jay Adkins, CPA and partner with Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. Uh, so today we wanted to take the last episode, episode number three, a little farther. We started talking about sinking funds and saving for these big annual expenses, but we kind of wanted to maybe expand a little more on that because we didn't really spend a lot of time on that. And for all you nerds out there that like to talk about spreadsheets and planning and all that, you know, didn't want you to be wanting for more. So <laughs> here we are to give you maybe even more insight into the world of uh, cash tracking and cash planning and looking out for big expenses. So um, have you ever heard people say, uh, hey, I can't believe it's Christmas again? You know, most likely there are people that forgot to save for it. Or in a business standpoint, you know, uh, Oh man, insurance is due this month. Oh, I forgot all about that. Or, uh, you know, my big annual lease payment is come due again or something. You know, you've got always some kind of big expenses coming up uh, that you need to be planning for. And I know I've had clients, and Jay, I'm sure you've had too, that put themselves in an absolute cash crunch and they're scrambling around trying to get financing for something uh, when a little bit of planning would have fixed exactly what the problem was. So. Yes, it happens all the time. And in today's episode, we want to tell you about sinking funds and how that will help those problems go away. So you will have a plan for the known expenses that come up and then maybe a little help for some of the unknown too. Yeah. So... Last episode, we talked about our cash tracker tool, and I'll go over it briefly because it kind of leads into this in case you haven't listened to that episode. But basically, a cash tracker tool is a cash forecasting tool, and we use it internally here, and we recommend it to, you know, we recommend it to clients as well. But it basically allows you to plan weeks ahead up to, we, we, you know, advise at least eight weeks ahead uh, of what revenues you plan to come in, what expenses you plan to go out. And it gives you an idea of what kind of uh, cash requirements you're going to need over the next eight weeks by week, each week. So, you know, uh, as the time progresses, if you're going to have a cash crunch or maybe positive cash flows for, for, uh, you know, expenses for draws to owners or dividends to owners or however you want to, you know, whatever you got there. Uh, but a vital part of all of that is saving for these big annual expenses, because without saving for those big annual expenses, you're going to maybe, you know, put yourself in a cash crunch or have to borrow money at the last minute to pay those expenses. So uh, we think it's a kind of a goes hand in hand. I mean, a complementary tool would be a sinking funds tool. And we were talking, uh, maybe it's a probable, well, I won't even say maybe it's the best practice to have the, these funds in a separate bank account. Absolutely. That takes away the temptation to spend the money that may be sitting there in your saving or in your checking account, rather, uh, on our cash tracker, you know, we figure out how much uh, needs to move over to this separate account. On a monthly basis, we move it over. And as we'll talk about more in the sinking funds, uh, we have the separate spreadsheet that has all the expenses divided out as to what we project they will be, when they are due, so that it helps us pay these big expenses without draining the checking account. Yeah. So it's 
important part there is in your cash tracker, you need to plan for your sinking funds transfer. Don't forget that. Otherwise, otherwise things will go quickly wrong. <laughs> All right. So the idea of the sinking fund is a savings plan with a classified savings account, which what do I mean by classified savings account? So we have a separate spreadsheet, not to bore you too much into the world of spreadsheets here, but a separate spreadsheet that gives every dollar in that account a name. And basically we have a column for every expense. So for instance, we have a software expense that we know is going to come up every year and maybe a liability insurance is going to come up every year. Uh, trying to think of some other accounts that we may have in there. Um, a technology replacement fund, different things that we know that we're either saving toward or saving for. Um, and then we have each of those expenses coming in, uh, you know, as a column. And then we designate how long in advance we actually need to be saving for those. And some are three months and some are six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, because, you know, everything may be coming due you know, it has different due dates. Right. As Chris mentioned, you have a lot of expenses like liability insurance. You know, that's a, a once a year deal. So you're not going to have that show up necessarily in your eight week or 16 week cash tracker since it only happens once. But you need to be prepared because that's normally a big expense and you don't want to be caught short. So in the sinking funds spreadsheet, there are a lot of items that mainly be once a year and you need to be prepared because if not, you're going to have a cash crunch. Yeah. And something else to keep in mind, I think we've kind of mentioned this, but this is not just for those big recurring annual expenses. It's obvious, obviously for that, but it's also for things that you're saving towards. So if you have, like I said, a technology replacement fund, or maybe if you're saving toward an emergency fund or other things that maybe don't have a price tag per se, but you know you're saving toward a goal, you could put that in there as well. And that allows you to break those, you know, payments up into, um, you know, nice uh, monthly payments. So maybe if you're thinking of planning a, to, to uh, buy or build a building in the future, or you're going to buy a vehicle in the future, and that gives you that time to start chunking those payments in and saving for it. And then, you know, you've got a column set up for that. So it's not a, again, a big uh, shock when you decide to buy that building or yeah, and you can have the unexpected copier. things. <laughs> exactly. The copier dies. You know, copiers are expensive. Uh, do you really want to be pulling that money out of your checking account? Maybe you don't even have that money in your checking account if the copier dies, and you're going to need the copier. So if you're saving for you know a copier in the sinking fund, and that day comes, it's much, much easier just to pull the money back over from the sinking fund by the copier, it does not change anything on your eight or 16 week cash tracker. Yeah. Cause it's much, you've got two panics in that instance. You've got, Oh no, the copier's down and Oh no, I don't have the money to pay for it. That's <laughs> this, a bad situation. This will at least alleviate one of those. So. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So if you've never done one of these before, uh, I would highly recommend starting with just you don't have to be technical. It doesn't have, just keep it simple. That's what the whole thing we're talking here is keep it simple, but write it down on a piece of notebook paper. What are these big expenses that you have every year? You know, uh, the, we've talked about the insurance policies and different things like that, but it's specific to your business and the way you have going on, list those out. And that'll give you an idea of how to get started. And then you're going to want to list out next to the, uh, the expenses or what you're saving toward is how much you need 
in that fund, and then you're going to need to know when you're going to need it. And obviously, if this is January and that expense comes due in October, you've got roughly nine months, depending on how you do your bills, nine to 10 months that you need to be saving for that expense. Right. And then once that expense in the future rolls around and you have the money to pay for it, your payment may actually go down into your seeking funds because now you've got the system set up and you can plan for 12 months because then you know there's only 12 months. You know, there's 12 months now to get that payment in there. So that may help your cash flow because you have to save less each month toward those sinking funds. Um, you have any thoughts on, on listing that out or anything? Uh, certainly you want to have a list of the big items. Uh, like we talked about, we do a spreadsheet. You can start it out and do it however you would like, but you definitely want to have the big items listed there and have as many categories as you need for large items. Uh, we typically list those and start out with how much did it cost last year? Well, obviously things change, things go up. This is something that's an ever changing uh, spreadsheet just like the cash tracker. But at least if you use last year's number, if you don't know exactly what this year will be, you should be close and be prepared. All right. So, all right. So once you've got your list made and you know how much is going to, you know, you got to be putting that in there, you're going to break those up into monthly payments and each column will tell you how much that monthly payment has to be to get to that uh, goal. Well, then you need to add up that those all of those payments to so you know how much your total transfer needs to be in a month and you know starting out you know you may get you know a little nauseous to see when you first do this how much money you've got to come up with every month to uh to put into that sinking funds but you know if you've got to start small maybe you only start with you know maybe three of your expenses just to kind of get your feet wet with it all uh, at least you're making progress because if you're making progress towards your goal, at least you're making progress. You're not staying stagnant. You're not repeating what you've always done. Change is good and especially positive change like this. So don't get yourself all worked up that I can't, you know, I have 15 expenses and it's $15,000 a month, but I only have three in my bank account. I can't do this. So I quit. That's the worst <laughs> possible thing that you can do. As Chris said, if you need to start out slowly, start slowly. But at least if you put money in for the expenses that you can cover, then it takes away those surprises or big expenses later. And then you can work your way up to it. Uh, you may not be able to do everything in the beginning, but at least it's a start. Right. And then the next important thing, so you've got your, you've got your, uh, you know, you know how much you're going to put in there every month. You've got your total payment that you know you're going to have to transfer over. The next step is you're going to put that in your cash tracker because you need to make sure that that's in a week because you're planning to do that every month. And I would recommend doing it at the same time every month or around the same time every month, depending on cash flow. Um, because if you don't set yourself up to that recurring standard, it's not going to happen. You know, right. you're going to forget about it. You're going to find better use for the money that month. You know, hey, let's buy pizza instead this month, you know. <laughs> There's always something that comes up and grabs that money. That's why it's important to get it in that cash tracker and schedule it out there to make sure that you're, you know, you're ready for this expense. Okay. Um, and then the beauty of the sinking funds and the cash tracker. So let's say it's a year later and your workers' compensation insurance bill comes due. Guess what? I'll bet if you go in your sinking funds and unless insurance went up a ton, You've got the money to cover that bill or really close. And um, 
that reduces some panic. <laughs> Absolutely. It's such a great feeling to be able to pay a bill and have the cash to pay it and not worry about it. It takes a lot of pressure off of business owners. All right. Because if you're not doing it that way, then you're going to have to go into debt potentially to pay your payment, to pay your whatever expense you've got. And then you're kind of forced into a backward sinking funds to right. where you're paying interest on top of your expense. And so I'm not, we're not, against paying interest or anything like that. Uh, obviously there's, you know, maybe important times when you do have to go into debt, but, uh, overall, if you can pay cash for it, you're going to be, your business is going to be in the best shape it can be because that way there's nothing else left. <laughs> and as Chris said, if you have to borrow the money and you didn't have the sinking fund money there, then you now have a forced payment each month to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what happens when you don't have debt and you don't have debt payments? You know what you have? You have cash. You have money. That's right. <laughs> so that's what we're wanting to help you with on this. Okay. All right. So kind of in a big picture thing, especially here first of the year, you know, we've been talking about the cash tracker. We've been talking about, uh, you know, sinking funds, but this kind of all is encompassing under maybe a larger umbrella. And that's the dreaded dirty word that starts with a B. Do you know what that is, Jay? Dirty word that starts with a B. Budget. Ah, yes. The all important budget. Because a lot of people really think that's a dirty word because they see it as a, uh, a hindrance, a uh, you're taking away my fun thing. Budgets, <laughs> uh, you know, well, you can't be spontaneous if you have a budget. Well, <laughs> In a business, maybe spontaneous is not the best thing. But so the big picture is you really should incorporate all of this under your larger umbrella as to have an, a, a, an annual budget or a monthly budget or however you want to do that. And all of these key points that we've been talking about kind of fit into this uh, fit into this category. And uh, we both uh, like uh, zero budgets, uh, meaning that every dollar has a purpose every month. Meaning, if you've got a dollar coming in to be spent, uh, coming in a dollar as income, then you've got a dollar going back out somewhere. Maybe it's an expense, maybe it's to the uh, owner as a dividend, maybe it's to your sinking funds, but you've accounted for all of your money in a budget. Because obviously, with your cash tracker, with your sinking funds, it's a longer term plan normally, especially on an annual budget, to where you think you're going to be, and hopefully you're going to stay within your budget. And again, this budget, uh, like the cash tracker, is an ever-changing thing that you do have to stay on top of it because if you do an annual budget, you know, the first week of January, I can absolutely guarantee that it will have to be changed throughout the year. Things happen. Right. Uh, but it does provide a great um, way to keep track of things throughout the year. And as long as you're working on it and changing it throughout the year, it's a great, great planning tool for your cash. Yeah. So... Uh, be more than happy. If you've got questions, we're obviously you know happy for you to call in, uh, you know, call in the office and you know ask questions or you know contact us. We'd be more than happy to answer more questions you know that you may have regarding all of this process. Obviously, we help our clients do this type of work, help them set up budgets, help them set up sinking funds, cash trackers, or whatever it is that they may need to help and assist in their bookkeeping. We we can do that. Uh, we're been more than happy to teach you. You know, obviously, we can talk about how that could work, but. Um, the important thing is, especially here at the beginning of the year, is get yourself uh, 
grounded in this because the cash is the lifeblood of a business. And if your cash is handled and things are going smooth and everything else will seem to kind of fall into place, there'll be less panic. Uh, you, you kind of emergency proof, maybe your business a little bit, and you'll be working toward a goal of maybe making your life a little easier. Um, not saying it solves every problem. There's still going to be something come up that needs all that money, but it, it's the important thing of planning and moving yourself in the right direction because forward progress on all of this is, you know, something and something good. <laughs> Makes it a little easier, helps you sleep a little bit better at night. And the great thing is if you're in a better cash position and you don't have to worry about where the cash is coming from to pay the bills all the time, you can actually work on your business, the thing that you really want to do. Right, because most people don't want to sit behind a computer and run a spreadsheet all day. They or sit and wring their hands over if they've got enough cash and makes payroll. You know, it allows them to focus on their business and what they're meant to do. So, but you have anything else, Jay? You want to talk about on this? I would just say that you know, like we've mentioned, that we use this. I highly recommend it. It does give incredible peace of mind, and if used correctly and updated it can really make things much, much better as far as your cash position. Yep. So there you have it, the official recommendation from Jay. Absolutely. That it's a good thing to do. So <laughs> again, if you've got any questions, reach out to us. Other than that, we'll see you next time. Thank you for taking time today to listen to our podcast. We appreciate listeners like you and ask that if you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe to our channel to ensure you receive the latest episodes as soon as they come out. If you have any questions about the topic we discussed today or would like more information on becoming a client, please do not hesitate to contact our office by visiting arcpas.com or theaccountingpodcast.com.